Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the One Shining Podcast. Got my guy, Walker Bailey, with me. Of course, I'm Chris Bolton. Man, that was a great first episode we had earlier this week. But you know we have to keep the heat coming for you guys, all right? You know we got the heat ready. My boy Walker, he hooked this thing up. He set this one up. I filmed the alley. He slammed it home. So he set up this interview we have with our, our next guest. I'm letting him do the honors of introducing him. All right. So we're going to talk to Ole Miss guard Darkell Joyner. Uh, transferred in out of Cal State Bakersfield a few years ago. He's okay. kind of settled back in at Oxford, kind of grew up here. Uh, and, you know, coming off a kind of an inconsistent but solid first season in the SEC, and this is kind of his team now. So we're going to kind of get a look into what Ole Miss is going to look like. And you and I being in the area have already yeah. kind of speculated on what Ole Miss is going to look like. And then we're going to be able to kind of talk about his role and, you know, how he's going to have to step into that leadership spot and take over for some experienced guards. No, that's a, that's a great point, Walker. We've seen this year in and year out at Ole Miss during the Kermit Davis era, whether it's, uh, you know, Brian Tyree had his time, uh, Devontae Shuler, he had his time as the guy. Even uh, before then, Terrence Davis had his time as the man for Ole Miss. And now it looks like this is Jarkel's time to be the guy. So uh, we'll see how he performs in, in um, that space as the lead guard. Yeah, and he's just, I mean, he's an explosive scorer, and anybody who watched him in high school knew that. Graduated the same year as Zion Williamson and was right there and leading the nation in scoring. They were kind of, you know, back and forth all year. Mm -hmm. So it's an explosive scorer. He's undersized, but he's, like I said, explosive. He gets up, you know, he'll dunk on you. He'll kill you in the mid-range. And, you know, he's the type of guy that – stories about his dunking in high school. Yeah. Man, there's some stories from, you know, up around Pontotoc and those tangle on the trail type events and, you know, throwing alleys off the glass <laughs> and all sorts of crazy stuff. And I I wasn't on the throwing end of any of those, but. Like, <laughs> oh, come know, on, Walker. We, we know you, you you out there with the dimer. We know he's out there going down. Yeah, I did hit him in practice a few times. Like, I got him in practice a few times. There was a couple times I got him up above the rim. But, you know, we'll talk about some of the unique relationships that, I mean, you know, his and I are, are my relationship with him. And then also kind of his relationship as it ties back to some other professional stars, which you'll kind of hear uh, here in a little bit in multiple sports and just kind of reflect on that kind of high school era where he was dominant and then his trip out west to play for Rod Barnes and now ending up back in his hometown and being the hometown kid repping the SEC jersey. We have a special guest with us today, Ole Miss guard Jarkel Joyner. What's going on, Jarkel? What's up? What's up, man? And not much, not much. Then we got my boy Walker in the cut. What's going on, Walker? Not much. Just happy to be here. Just happy to be here. Well, Just happy yeah. to be here. Y'all too. Y'all got the connection, man. Y'all go back to Oxford, right? Yeah. Most freshman year. My freshman year, man. Him and uh. Terry Williams running our backcourt back in the day, like it was a uh, pretty lethal. I didn't contribute anything on that team, so um, <laughs> but I wasn't, but I was in the locker room though, so that's what counts. I, I was gonna say, Jarkel, go, you know, let me know. Was Walker out here getting buckets? Oh yeah, Walker was definitely getting buckets in practice, though, man. You know, you <laughs> help us, you help us in practice, you know, guard, guard him and stuff. You know, Walker was Walker could hoop though. Walker could hoop. Okay, okay, hey, that, that means something coming from you now. I always told people like uh, I always told people when we were hooping in high school, 
Like, nobody on our roster wanted us to step up and check Kel, and, like, I didn't have a problem with it. I knew I was getting scored on, but I don't really have a problem, like, getting scored on. Like, I'm not going to, like, tell you I don't want to guard you, man. Like, I'm not going to be that dude. Right. Exactly, bro. It's a pride right, thing. Right. And then at, at that point, I mean, you know, everybody knew Jarkel was the man, so it, it ain't nothing to hang your head about. He gets a bucket on you. Man, I'm just glad we didn't record <laughs> practices. <laughs> Oh man, but hey, it's, I'm glad we're here to chop it up, man. Jarkel, what's been going on this off season? How, how's life been treating you? Man, it's been man, it's been a blessing, man. I just been um, working out with the team. You know, we got we got some new people in, stuff like that. They getting situated and stuff, but we got some newcomers and freshmen that's hungry. So, man, this will be a special year. Just been grinding it out, man. You talked about newcomers, and this is year two for you. So you're kind of transitioning from mm-hmm. being a newcomer to kind of being a voice in that locker room where people are going to listen. Like, I mean, what is that transition like, and how are you kind of approaching that as we kind of get closer to preseason workouts? Well, uh, you know, this this is my third year. You know, I came the first year. I sit out. I had to sit out. So when I when I first came, you know, I, I looked up to Bree. You know, Bree, he was a leader. He was the one of the main leaders on the team. So he took me under his wing and taught me the ropes and stuff like that. So then year two, um, I just transgressed into being one of the leaders behind Devontae Schuler. You know, we was the uh, backcourt there. So we had to be leaders, me, him, Romelo Wright, KJ Buffin, you know, Luis, the dudes that been there. And this year three now, um, being one of the leaders that's been here on the coach and stuff like that, knowing what coach wants, what he sees and stuff. I help out the newcomers and the freshmen as just as well as um, Brian Tyree and Devontae helped me. And have you talked to those guys, you know, since they all had that season where they were, you know, pretty much that, that lead dog. And so, you know, Bree mm-hmm. had his season, Schuler had his. And now you're coming into that role yourself. Have you talked to them to kind of know how to handle this role that you're stepping into? Um, Yeah, a little bit. I talked to them a little bit. Um, not really. But uh, I just, you know, embrace it and just live in the now. Don't just look. I don't look too far behind me. I don't look too far in front of me. Just living the moment now. So, um, whatever whatever the team need with me this year, if that's um, leader or whatever they need, I'm gonna be there to do it. So, you know, we kind of um, you kind of got hot at the end of last year, and kind of were struggling to find your footing early. So, going into this year, how do you try to find that consistency? Like one of the things I kind of talked to Chris about is one of the most consistent things about college basketball for most people is inconsistency. So how right. do you find that consistency to separate yourself from kind of like other guys uh, in the SEC? Um, just like you said, just being consistent. Uh, I was playing, you know, playing under a new system, new coaching staff and stuff like that, you know, playing in the first year in the SEC. Everything was different. You know, the SEC is – I say the SEC is like a step step under the NBA, you know, and just pacing-wise and all the good players that get drafted out of the SEC. Um, but now I know I'm more comfortable with the coaching – the coaching staff, they're more comfortable with me. They know my game. Just, you know, this is where any coaches I play, I play with. So just I'm more comfortable now. So I feel like the consistency is going to start, going to start the show because I'm more comfortable. And, man, Kale, you've you've had like a journey. You know, you started off out in uh, Cal Bakersfield and now you're here in um, Ole Miss. Uh, just tell me a little bit about, you know, how your days out there at Cal were and, um, you know, how to kind of, how, the, how it differentiates being in Oxford? Oh, man, Cal, to be honest, Cal State Bakersfield was just, man, it was just like Oxford, man. It was just chill, chill place. I, I went in 
the LA parts and stuff like that. I go down there sometimes, but Cal State Bakersfield was just like Oxford, chill town. That town loves basketball. You know, we didn't have a football team, so it was just all about basketball, and and it was fun. Man, um, I got to learn a lot. Uh, matured as a, as a man, not only as a basketball player. Um, coach played on the Coach Barnes. You know, he played at Ole Miss, but um, I mean, he coached at Ole Miss, so. It was, it was fun, man. I had family ties out there, so it, it was fun, man. I loved it. So I'll take you back a little, a little bit further than that. Just uh, in high school, you played for Team Penny. Like, how much does that prepare mm-hmm. you for Division One basketball? And what was it like playing with some of the guys on that roster that are either already in the league or still in college and are playing major roles, kind of similar to you? Man, um, the EY, just not even playing with um, Team Penny, like the EYBL setup was like, man, it was like college, like a college atmosphere. It was everybody in EYBL pretty much went high major. So I was, you know, playing against them dudes who got me ready for Division One basketball. And playing with teammates like P.J. Washington, John Petty, um, Alex Lomax, um, the dude that's not playing no more, but he he was going to go play at Arkansas, Khalil Garland. Man, them, and competing with them every single day in practice, man, was so fun, man. And it got me, they got me ready to play, play at this level I'm playing at now. Man, that team was loaded. JP and yeah, PJ. Was man. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> and now you see PJ doing his thing in the league. Um, you know, yeah. what do you remember the most about his game from your time, you know, uh playing with him? <laughs> man, PJ was a dog, man. He was straight. He really was a bully, but he was a, he was a dog, <laughs> man. You just knew he was an alpha. He was a, he was the alpha on our team, man. He was an alpha male, man. He's just he, he was so mature, you know. He, he been playing with, he been playing on the coach Penny, I think, since he was since he was fifteen. So man, he just he just matured into the role that that I'm stepping in, just um, you know, just as leader of our team. He embraced it, one hundred percent. Well, man, he, he was a dog, and I love PJ. So you kind of talked about that. So, you, so do you still keep in touch with any of those guys and like work with or not work with, but talk to those guys about your game and still try to help each other improve? Uh, and what what um, in those moments did you watch with those older guys to continue to learn? Um, man, me and Alo talk. We talk occasionally. I don't talk to PJ as much or John Petty, but every time I went to Arkansas, Arkansas came to us. I I, I get to chop it up with Khalil Garland, but um, me just watching older guys help in my game, just see where I can improve on and in my game where I can add what I can add in their game into my game, you know, make my bag deeper. So that's what mm-hmm. I feel like I get from older guys. And how'd you get linked up with uh Team Penny? How'd that connection start? Um I was playing actually I was playing with M33M, Mike Miller team at first was playing in Arkansas. I think it was the real deal. And I was killing and I guess Coach Penny um see my dad he talked to my dad he wanted me to um come play with him so that's how they happen. Nothing was the same. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so kind of this fall, looking ahead, what what do some of these freshmen look like? Like, what should we expect from these guys uh, as Ole Miss kind of gets ready to take the floor this uh, fall and winter? What should we expect from some of the young guys? Man, the culture here, man, number hard work, man. They're going to play hard. Man, they're very talented, man. Um we crew a lot of hungry guys. Um, Deshaun, James White, Eric Grant, them, uh, the freshmen right there. They they gonna be really good, man. They gonna be really good. I feel like they are gonna be really special. Expect a lot of big things from them. I feel like. 
I mean, Deshaun came in with a, a lot of hype, a lot of noise, you know, people knowing him. Um, you know, mm-hmm. of course, I'm sure you guys knew about him too before he came in, but what's been the thing that surprised mm-hmm. you the most since you've been able to be on the court with him and, and see how his game translates? Man, how how smart he is. He he know he he knows the game, man. Like it just comes second nature to him. Like it's, it's he sees the floor. He know how to use his athleticism, his quickness, his ball handling. He just it, it, the game comes so easy to him. So just you know, get, him getting used to the pace and the speed and the length that's gonna come through whenever he get done, whenever he get acclimated playing and necessary for first game and stuff like that. But he's real smart, real crafty, man. He's gonna be really good. So they're not the only new guys, though, because y'all brought in guys like Ty Fagan and Nasir Brooks. Right. What are those uh, guys, right. you know, Fagan's been around the SEC, Brooks has been in the ACC. What are those guys going to bring to this team that they didn't – or that y'all didn't have before? Man, um, you know, like you said, Ty bringing that experience and just that toughness in his game. He's smart. He know the game. Um, Nasir, man – Nas, he's a rim protector, man. He's gonna he's gonna alter all the shots at the rim. He's gonna go get lives, he's athletic, man. He's he's gonna be really good. But like I said, a great rim protector. Runs the floor hard, you know, big, nice. He's a big, he's a really good screener. He's gonna be really good for us. Both of them, both of them guys. Plus it's because they experienced and they older. Now, for me, on a lighter note, this is a little switch up of a question, but so you're you went to high school in Oxford, you're back in your home. So, man, how nice is it to be able to go home sometimes and get something to eat? Like, is that a game changer compared to being out there in Cal? <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. That's a blessing, I say, man. Just have my family right down the road. I can just go talk to them anytime I want to, you know, go pull up on them anytime I want to. That's my dad. I go to the shop all the time. You know, he's a barber. I go talk to him all the time. I sit at the shop and talk to him. Okay. It's, it's, it's been a blessing being back here. So that's why the fade was always crispy last season. I got you. Okay. Most definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I'm hearing – what I'm hearing is that my next shop needs to – I need to come see your pops. Most definitely, yes, yes. Enhancing um, appearances. Come see my pops. Hey, how, how much is he charging for, though? Is, is it more than that 20-piece? No, 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 no. He got y'all. He got y'all. Okay, okay. Bet, <laughs> bet. <laughs> So that all that type of stuff kind of carries onto the court too, though, doesn't it? Because you're home, you're comfortable. You know, your family actually gets to sit in the stands and watch you play. Like that's got to help performance. Man, what man? When you when you look good, you play good. You see your family, your friends in the stands, man. It's just it's just a wonderful feeling. Man. It makes you it makes you want to go hard for them all the time. You know, no letdowns. Man. So I'll kind of follow you up too, like because I saw this in person and it was something I admired. So what was your relationship in high school like with Drew Tyler? He was your high school coach. I kind of saw those things he taught you, like all the little parts of the game uh, and what that relationship was like. Right. How much of that do you still carry now and how much of that is still developing? Man, like, you know, Walker, you know, Coach I was like my second dad. Man. You know, he taught me a lot, even more, even more in the game about basketball. He helped me, you know, become a man in high school, you know, alongside with my, my real father. But, Coach Tyler, man, I love, I love Coach Tyler, man. We talk, we talk all the time. Him and Coach Reed, you know, man, they're my guys. And he taught me a lot about the game, man. He he gave me, he gave me confidence in my game since I was an eighth grader. I remember he first coming to watch me play as eighth grader in middle school under Coach Bell. And he gave me confidence after that. So man, I just took it and ran with it. Of your journey since you come up as a basketball player, is he the coach that kind of stands out the most, that's had like the, the biggest impact in, in your uh, development? 
Most definitely, most definitely. Coach Ties, man. And I'm gonna shout out to Mick Williams. Him too. Yeah, um, he he's an assistant coach at Northwest. Mick Williams. He played at Ole Miss, man. He played on the NCC championship team. And he has developed my game to Yeah, yeah. He took he took my game to another level, man. It's where I train with him every day now. So man, Nick Williams, my guy, man. I love him to death, man. He yeah, man, that's my guy, man. I can't say enough about Nick Williams as well as Coach Tyler. Yeah, so we'll stick on the theme of coaching. So Kermit Davis is actually, I mean, I kind of find him pretty unique. He's pretty animated. What do you, uh, <laughs> what are some of the things that he's, what are some of the things that he's done to help grow your game since you got to Oxford, um, since this is year three? You've been with him for a while now. Right, man, Coach Davis, man. I love Coach Davis. I feel, I mean, he reminds he reminds me of me. You know, he's hardworking. You know, he coached at Idaho. He started off low major and stuff till he started building his reputation as a senior, but he taught me, he taught me it's more than a game of scoring, you know. He taught me see my second defender playing hard off the ball all the time, you know, seeing the floor more, even watching film more, just the stuff outside of basketball, you know. And Coach Davis, man, he's, he's one of the best coaches that I have that coached me in, in college basketball period. You know, he's one of the toughest coaches to, to um, scout against, you know. Coach Dave's so smart, man. You know the game is like the back of his hand. He spent hours watching film. He's just a hard worker. He is what he is right now because he works hard. Y'all work a lot of coaches. Now, as animated, animated as he is on the court, is he that much more chill when y'all just uh, off the court? Oh man, it's like a totally different dude. It's like it's business on it's business on the court than off the court. Like he like like you forget he just he just yelled at you, but it's business, <laughs> man. He he wants you to be. He just wants you to be the best player that you can be for yourself, man. He don't want you to let your family down. I mean, he invested, like, they invested so much in us, you know. They they, they took their time out to come watch us, recruit us, you know, give us a scholarship. So, I mean, they got as much invested as we do. So, I understand why he's so animated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so where is he pushing, like, where is he pushing growth from last year this year? Where does he want to see y'all get better? I mean, obviously, just all around. But, like, are there specific emphasis that he has for this upcoming year? Just pushing the pace. We're gonna play a lot faster. Um, we're gonna play a lot faster. That's really pushing the pace and just spreading out our offense a lot more. Okay. Okay. Can't give y'all too much. I would say you can't. I know you can't yeah. give us too much. Just, just give us a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a little, just a little something. Because um, so I mean, I'll kind of stick on this and not and try not to get into too much. The tour you're giving away stuff. Um, so is that just kind of a change in like? almost like offensive philosophy because I mean let, let's be honest there were times last right. year where it was tough scoring the basketball y'all were playing in the low 50s right. or in the low 60s like you're, right. is that part of the kind of the game plan to try to push this thing back up into the 70s and 80s most At definitely, least on yes, most definitely you know. yeah most definitely that, that's exactly what it is for you know just scoring more points you know we, we're still going to defend at a high level still going to defend but just like you said just scoring more buckets and spreading out you know not packing the paint so much, because a lot of defense just sat in the paint, really, and just played in the gaps on us. Now, we talked about some of the guys that you came up playing with on the uh, in the summer circuit when you were in high school. Who sticks out in your mm-hmm. mind that's been one of the coldest people that you played against? Not necessarily not, uh, with teammates with, but somebody that you were on the court with, you got matched up with, who, uh, who was really nice. Um... Man, I didn't. I didn't run into some dudes, man. After my first year at Cal State, 
I played against uh, Alonzo Trier. I feel like he was one of the best guards I ever played against. But I always say, I tell everybody, the best guard I played against was Ben Tyree, man. Every day in practice, oh, my gosh, a scoring <laughs> machine. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. He's, he a pro. He's a pro, most definitely. I feel like that's the best player I've ever played against. One of my homeboys told me uh, – that that Bree, he he gets crazy with it when y'all just playing in the practice gym. You you might know, you know Desmond. I don't know if you know Desmond from uh West Point. He went to uh Ole Miss. He'll be in the practice gym sometimes. But uh probably Austin know him. Austin probably know him. I don't, I don't think I know Desmond. Yeah. But uh see Kevin, yeah. now you know what it was like when I was in practice back in high school. Like now you now you're <laughs> on the other you're on the other end of that now. Like so right brings you back to earth a little bit. Right. You got there right. Now, <laughs> how was it playing ball, uh, high school ball with DK? Oh man, DK, <laughs> DK, <laughs> the most one of the most humblest superstar you ever meet, man. Uh, man, DK, he's a, he's a character, man. You know, me and him close. Walker knew me. DK was close. Me him and Hiram and Terry. We always go to Chick Fil A before every game to eat. <laughs> but man, it was fun playing DK, man. DK was just athletic. He was just athletic. He thought he was a guard, but he wasn't a guard. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I see him. I ain't going to think he's a guard. That man's been a, a built like the rock since he was in high school. <laughs> you don't want that, you don't want that man, man really? taking jump shots on your team, though. You don't, you don't want him taking jump <laughs> shots. <laughs> he was a freakish athlete, man. He was a freakish athlete. So who are some of the guys in the SEC this past year that you ran into? And, like, maybe you didn't know him, but you were just kind of like, man, that dude was raw. Like, he was cold. Like, who are some of the guys um, that you were just, like, studs? Dude from a uh, dude named J.D. Notate from Arkansas. Um, the kid that got drafted from LSU, Cameron Thomas, he's really good. Um, who else? Um, Javante Smart, he was really good. He was very crappy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who else. Who else? Who else? Yeah, Crystal. Crystal talked to you about those LSU guards out there. <laughs> oh yeah, man. They they some serious. And, <laughs> yeah, they good. Yeah, and really, good. Uh, yeah. And shoot, yeah. Thomas, he had twisted his ankle uh, early in that game when he yeah. came to Oxford. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right, so I'll kind of mix it up. So, what was your favorite road stadium you played in this year? Like, what was your favorite road trip? Obviously, COVID kind of impacted that, but what was the best environment, kind of away from home? Oh man, the Auburn game when Devonta hit the game with a shot, and the Mellow had thirty and ten. That place got kind of loud and it went to overtime and stuff. And it was it was nice, man. That, that environment was nice, but I really ain't yeah. experienced, you know, in the SEC a road game yet, but. Now I am since we back to hundred percent capacity and stuff. So, so is there one on your list that like you're really looking forward to? You don't know when you're going places, but you know where you're going. Is there one that you've looked at and kind of circled and been like, yeah, like that's a game? That Kentucky. Really I ain't never been to Kentucky before. I knew. I knew that's what you're going to say. I can't yeah. wait to go there. That's gonna be crazy. Everybody got to play. 24,000 strong. <laughs> Man, but, I can't wait to go there. So what are, like, what's the end goal for this team? Like, I mean, I know obviously like the goal is to win every game, but like, you know, do y'all have something that's like kind of on the bulletin board in the locker room where it's like, we this is where we want to get. Like, this is the goal. And we want to win an SEC regular season championship and get to the NCAA. We want to, we want to do that, man. It's, it, ain't, it really ain't much to discuss, man. We, this team about winning. 
I feel like we're very competitive, man. So that's the end goal, SEC, regular season championship, the NCAA tournament, win some games, and see what happens after that. Okay, okay. Now, what's the numbers this year? What what, what are we looking to average? I know you have team <laughs> goals and you got personal goals too. So so go ahead and give me the averages. Two, two, and two. That's my season. That's my average. Right? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know, man. I don't get. I don't really get into averages like that, man. Whatever God gonna bless me, he's gonna bless me with. So that's how I'm gonna play it out. So personally, what did you work on with your game the most? Kind of trying to develop from last year to this year. Like what? Like what tool? You talked about your bag being deep. Where? Uh, what tool were you trying to sharpen the most? Um, you know, my three-point percentage. You know, getting that up. Long ball, um, ball handling, and just being more a point guard my six to turnover ratio, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're known as a, a great jump shooter, especially off the dribble, mid range, mid range assassin. Uh, you know, what's how'd you really develop that part of your game and, and make that your signature? Um, I don't know, that's been that's been in my game since forever. I don't know, like, I love the mid range, I feel like that's one of the easiest shots. That's what I feel like that's easier than layup. I mean, I love mid-range shots. I jump out of my shot anyway, so I feel like I get my shot off anytime over any defender in my mid-range. So just practicing on it every day, perfecting it every day, and putting a lot of reps, a lot of hard work, a lot of reps, a lot of hard work, and being consistent with that. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you another off-the-court question, and we're going to ask everybody this kind of as we get started. So you've got five things you have to put on your pregame playlist. What are like where are we going with that pregame? And like what are you listening to before you run out for a big game? My five songs? Yeah, I'll give you five songs. I don't know. Oh, let me see. Do you at least have an artist you like I gotta listen to this person before I Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah young boy, young boy, young boy, young boy, little baby, ride wave. Then my top three I've been listening to before every game. You said ride wave? Mm-hmm. Man, you getting you getting emotional yeah. before you hit the court. That's what I'm saying. I'll be thinking about the situations, you know, in my head. I play play it out. Kelly, you That's... wouldn't believe it. I'm an avid Young Boy fan. You wouldn't believe that. No way. I love Young Boy. I swear, I'm a Young Boy fan. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your favorite Young Boy song, uh, Kel? Man, it's so many, so many. Uh... Mine's is Overdose. <laughs> I like Overdose. I, I man, I listen. To, I like all young boys, man. Rock and Roll, one of the old albums. Uh, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Over. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, understand. It's a lot of songs I like by him, man. Okay, okay. A You're a real fan. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So, who's like, you know, everybody kind of has a role in the locker room. So, who's the guy that's kind of like the. Uh, almost like a class clown, like who kind of eases the mood for games? Like who's the guy that's going to be kind of cracking jokes and kind of <laughs> easing everything up, like kind of kind of loosening moods and stuff? Luis. Luis Rodriguez. <laughs> he said that was some Man, emphasis. I tell you, the, the game, the, the game I went off against LSU, he was, me and him, was, we was talking about how we was nervous and stuff and we wanted to win the game. And he was just laughing and making jokes. I'm like, Weiss, what, what you got going on, bro? Calm down, bro. <laughs> and he loosened me up. So, I mean, I got off. <laughs> have you ever – so, have you ever well, seen the video so that circulated on Twitter? Have you ever seen the video that circulated on Twitter of Luis after y'all beat Tennessee in that home game in the locker room? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. dude's kind of crazy, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He, man, he's a character, man. He's funny, man. So he's another guy that can kind of take that next step, though. Like, I mean, he's got a lot in that bag, oh, too. That, that's, he's kind of like – you saw him make a huge jump from, you know, two years ago to last year. Is he going to make another jump like that this year? Mm-hmm. I think he is. He embracing a new role. Um, <coughs> Weez does everything. <coughs> excuse me. Weez does everything to defending our best uh, – the best player on the other team, rebounding. He does everything, man. And I mean, he's six six two two sixteen. I mean, he's I man, he's definitely. I feel like Wiz is a pro, man. To be honest, he can do anything. That's a big body. You got to come with it when you're playing with him. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> athletic and moving and running fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask another off the court question. If you had one, if you can only hit one restaurant in Oxford for the rest of your life, where are you telling somebody to go, or where are you? Oh, Coop. Coop? Smart man. Oh, hey, what's Coop? Oh, Coop. <laughs> he said old Coop. Oh, he said old Coop. Oh, old Coop. Okay. Old y'all, Chris, y'all out of towners got to know. There's, there's oh, two, there's, there's, there's two different, different Coops. <laughs> there is two different Coops. Yeah, old Coop. He said old Coop. Oh, man. What, what's, what's, the, what's the go-to meal at old Coop? I can't give away my secrets. Oh, baby. He can't give away his essential. <laughs> All right, we'll, 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 we'll have to talk when this is over. I need to see what's up. Yeah, yeah. Chris, uh, Chris is a huge Southern Coop guy. Like, he's he's on the other end of that spectrum. I'm just in the middle. I, see, I, 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 like, I like Southern Coop. <laughs> so I don't care. <laughs> That's not – like, neither of those places are my go-to anyway. Like, I'm, I'm sitting down at Ajax anyway. Every time I go to Southern Coop, man, I got to – I like – I love Ajax. I love Ajax. Ajax is hidden too. Okay. Yeah. People don't realize how ble- people don't realize how blessed the South is with food, man. Like, I mean, I saw what the Midwest. I've seen different regions of this country. Like, it ain't the same. Like, it's it's a whole different issue. And Kel, you can speak to it out west. I've never been out west, so I don't even know what it looks like out there. But I know what it's like at home, and <laughs> it's a whole different breed. <laughs> yeah, what's the food like out there? Well, definitely. More different. Was, it's was cool. Food I mean, it's, it's right. Yeah. I went to a lot of southern spots. I went to a lot of southern spots. Yeah. I eat Chick Fil A every day. <laughs> <laughs> every day. I mean, every day. Can't go wrong with it. Mm-mm. So, so what's like? Um, so is that your? So that's your game day meal then too, isn't it? Like it has been, or it was in high school. You talked about it. Is that still even even at Ole Miss? Is it like ten or twelve piece nugget, something like that? Before you roll out for a game? <laughs> no, nah, we have, we we actually have pregame. We have pregame meals, so they feed us. You mean you mean oh, that when you call Kendall them? Stepped chicken, up you mean on when, <laughs> <laughs> nah, they stepped up when, on me. They stepped up. They stepped up on me. <laughs> so you mean uh, you mean you can when you uh, call for Chick Fil A? That's not the pregame meal. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I, I switch up a little bit. They probably uh, they probably have y'all on some crazy nutrition plan though too during the season. Yeah, something like that. I've heard stories about all that stuff in the SEC. It's just a whole different level of what they're giving y'all nowadays. Definitely. I'll tell I'll, – I mean, I can – that's what I'll blame for me not being in the NBA already. I'll just say that I didn't get a nutrition plan in high school. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I didn't make the list. That's the reason why, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to go with that. We'll go with that, yeah. We'll go with that. We'll go with that yeah. for the sake of uh, – 
or the fact that you aren't six three or six four or anything like that, you know. Hey man, I'm a solid six one and a half. Like we're talking about an inch and a half, and I know okay. that makes a difference. It makes now, a difference. The problem. Yeah. Now see, here's the problem: the initial height's not the problem. The problem is when I jump, I'm only about six eight. So <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem. We should have got you those shoes when you were growing up, so you can get your vertical right. So you could have been walking on your toes. It wouldn't matter, bro. It would not matter. And we're not even going to go into this. This isn't about me. Like, but like there, I'm like I said, man, I'm glad they didn't record practices. I'll always tell the story of DK tried to dunk on me in transition. And I just wrapped his leg up because I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, we're not playing that game. So, so it turned into a football practice at that moment. Oh, like, yeah. Sure? Just for, I was like, I was like, right. no, you're not like, and I'm surprised you didn't still dunk on me. Like I wasn't even strong either. Like, but I, whatever happened, I did enough to where he didn't put that thing through the rim. Man. So. <sighs> Dude, there were some close ones. Like, and Kel almost snapped my ankles a few times, too. I tell people, like, looking back at game tape, I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't have, like, three broken legs by the time I was out of I was going to ask, man, Jarkel, you, you had bunnies, too, in high school. For real, for real, right? I I, they, a little something. I about to say, did you almost catch Walker slipping a couple times? <laughs> I don't know if I ever caught him slipping. <laughs> he, I can say this, like, with 100% certainty. I never, like, nobody on that team ever got my ankles. Like, not bad enough to where it was like You're you right. talked about it. Like, you may have gotten open and gotten a shot off, but, but it was it, never But they weren't going to get your ankles. Yeah. Yeah, Kel, Kel can talk. Like, he, there were some dudes in my class that he definitely, like, put, like, back under the basket and was spraying stuff from three because they were still sliding on the, on the court. Like, that was never me. That was never me. That's what I'm talking about, Walker. We, I spent we, I spent, and Kel may know this, he may not. I spent my, like, every day before school, I was in the gym with Terry Williams at, like, 6 a.m. Like, that's I was, like, I did enough in there. I did enough in there to where I was, like, okay, like, I've seen him enough to, like, I'm not getting caught slipping. Like, just enough. <laughs> we play defense around here. Right, right. No, I didn't say good defense. Just I wasn't slipping. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, man. Hey, uh, Chris, you got anything else? I was going to say, you, we were just talking about those shoes that get your bounce right. Did you ever have a pair of those, Jarkel? You know what I'm talking about? That had you on your, your yeah, toes? Yeah, I was talking about not, not, I ain't never. Yeah, I ain't never had those. Okay, okay. Yeah, you had that, that all-natural athleticism. You ain't need to get the shoes God, to, God to, to turn it, it up. God, give it athleticism. <laughs> so, what's a, so, like what, so when you're working yourself out kind of outside of the facility – um, or even just by yourself in the gym, what does that look like? Like, where do you go in? Like, you pick up a ball, where are you starting at? Like, kind of what does your own personal practice regimen look like? Just under the goal form, shooting at first, then free throw, then shooting three around, then some ball handling, then um, more threes, then more then some pull-ups, then finishing, stuff like that. See. That's how you know he's a hooper. The first thing you said, form shooting. Coaches will get on you if you don't do form shooting. Go out there and start shooting threes when you when you first pick up a basketball if you want to. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was my right. problem. I wouldn't. You weren't catching me inside the line. Like you catch me trying to finish at the rim, I may as well just go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> you knew you knew your limitations. You, you weren't finna try to get no layups, nothing. Just, just, yeah, man, God gifted me with a brain. God, at least I knew. Yeah, I was about to say, at least I knew. Like, some dudes don't know. That's how you end up on, like, overtime or some shit like that. Like, 
Yeah. Like, I'm we we don't want to be on overtime for the wrong reasons. <laughs> I knew better than that. <laughs> Appreciate you, you know what I'm saying, kicking it with us, taking some time out your day, out your schedule. Appreciate it. I appreciate you, man. Go ahead and do your thing this season. We'll be tuned in. We'll be locked in. So go ahead and carry them revs to the NCAA tournament. Go ahead and ball out. For sure. Appreciate y'all, man. Thank y'all for having me. Appreciate you, man. Man, that was a great time talking with Jarkel. Plenty of great stuff, man. We 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 expecting big things from him this season. Walker, man, what was your favorite takeaway from chopping it up with Jarkel? I just love the high expectations that he sets for himself and that that team is setting for themselves. Uh, you know, it's a team that missed the NCAA tournament by a few spots last year. And the goal isn't to just get in, it's to win the conference, it's to get in mm-hmm. in advance. And I love that they set the ceiling high because, I mean, if you set the ceiling low, then, you know, you're not going to achieve, you're not going to surpass right, that right. low ceiling. So this is I a just, big year for Ole Miss. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a big year for that entire program. I mean, it's just, you know, it's a crucial year three of Kermit Davis's tenure. And really the only success that they've had in terms of making the tournament has been with a team full of players that Andy Kennedy recruited. Mm-hmm. So it's a crucial year for him uh, in terms of showing that this program's headed in the right direction. It's a crucial year for the players on the roster just because – I mean, you need to take a step forward in terms of, you know, potentially having a professional career and really just, you know, even establishing a role for future seasons. So I thought that, you know, setting the ceiling high and really like, you know, preparing to achieve great things is good. But, you know, I'm a bully. I'm a also believe it when I see it type of guy right now with that program. So Mm -hmm. I think it's but I do think that it's, it's exciting that those players set up such high goals for themselves. Definitely, definitely. They're definitely embracing, you know, the, the pressure and the challenge that's ahead of them for this upcoming season. And, you know, I really like just just the, the laid back stuff, just talking about hooping with, yeah. with DK Metcalf. I, yeah. I I wish I could have saw that. I know that was a sight to see. You got to see that uh, every day in practice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a uh, there were scary moments because, you know, you're on some of the bad end. Of a lot of that. <laughs> you're on the bad end of a lot of that stuff. But also, like, I mean, just getting to watch world-class athletes, uh, you know, up close and personal, especially in DK sense. And Dark Hill, I think, I mean, he was maybe not a world-class athlete, but a world-class scorer at the high school level at that time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was just special to get to watch all that stuff up close and personal and, you know, be a part of all of it. So did everybody automatically know that DK and Dark Hill were going to be first and second when it came to down and backs. Like, y'all, nobody knew – y'all weren't – expecting to beat them and down at backs. Low-key, DK wasn't first or second most times. Terry Williams beat him out most times because Terry mm. Terry was a dog, man. Like, Terry Terry didn't have the size to play at the next level, but, like, Terry was a dog. Like, he was he was in the gym at 5.30 in the morning because I was in at 6, and he would always beat me there. And he told me that. He was like, man, if you get here, you start getting here at 5.30, I'm going to show up at 5. I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> like, you can have it. <laughs> okay, but, okay, and- also, too, man, talk hearing him to just talk about hooping with PJ Washington. You know, someone who's he's going on to be a, a stud in the NBA, one of the top young younger players in the league. Expecting big things from him this upcoming season. So, uh, and hearing him, you know, say he was the man. You know, what I'm saying like he was the one that they yeah. looked towards when they were playing together. 
Well, yeah, and just learning so much from him on that on that team, and not only him, but guys like that were great college players like John Petty, and it was cool to watch him talk about all of that stuff and just hear about his relationship with PJ, his relationship with Penny Hardaway, and mm-hmm. you know his relationship with Petty, and a lot of those guys, and how you know almost like an iron sharpens iron. Like it was cool. It was it was really interesting. Like it's a lot of stories that you probably don't hear off the AAU circuit just because people don't really want to talk about that all the time. Like once you're in college, right. people want to talk about college. Like exactly so cool what, what you're doing now. Games. Right. Yeah. No, it was definitely a great time. Appreciate uh Jarkel chopping it up with us. Uh you know, uh we'll stay in touch and hopefully you know we'll see what we can make happen this year. We're expecting big things. Maybe might be might have his 20 piece this season, man. This this is the year for him. Maybe an all-conference guy. Could be an all-conference guy by the end of the year. I am Chris Bolton. He is Walker Bailey, the man, the myth, the legend. We'll holler at you guys later.